Prophet Isaiah, chapter 53, we have recorded this passage. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground, he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's verses 1 through 6 of Isaiah 53, a very powerful messianic passage. There is much we can learn from this passage, but I want to focus on the last verse I read, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. The title for this week's episode comes from this verse, Like Sheep Gone Astray. Welcome to the Believe and Follow podcast. I'm your host, James Rattazzi. What does it mean to go astray like sheep? I thought I would do some googling about the nature of sheep, but then I thought perhaps it would be better to explore what we can find out from Scripture about sheep. There are numerous references to sheep in both the Old and the New Testaments. Look at what Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, 
for have found my sheep that was lost. That's verses 2 through 6 of Luke 15. What has to happen when a sheep wanders off is the shepherd has to go find the sheep and carry him back to the fold. Sheep need a shepherd to lead them. We see in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, Jesus looking at the crowd following him had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. That's verse 34. Sheep need a shepherd. A grazing sheep will mindlessly wander from the fold for no good reason and has no hope of returning unless the shepherd brings him back. Isaiah says every single one of us has gone astray, has wandered from the fold for no good reason, just like sheep. And it is absolutely necessary for Jesus to bring us back. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23 says that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. This is something that I have seen over and over again in many aspects of life, but especially in religion. People strongly hold to some foolish idea or teaching for no good reason. Often I'm told it's because this is what my father believed, and his father before him, and his father before him. This is such a widespread folly in the human race that Jesus often spoke against it, and this is exactly what Isaiah is talking about when he says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Think about it for a minute. It's easy for us to see this folly in others, but so very hard to see it in ourselves. This is how racism is perpetuated. This is the life's blood of partisan divisiveness that so often cripples our society. This is how all sorts of foolish and destructive traditions and practices are kept alive. This would end if every single one of us took a critical look at the things we believe and so strongly affirm and see if they make any sense at all. If we work together on this, we would be helping each other instead of biting and devouring each other. Stevie Wonder in his social treatise titled Superstition said, when you believe in things that you don't understand, then you suffer. If it doesn't make sense, then it's not likely true. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says, Come now, let us reason together. Now let me caution you though that just because something seems to make sense, do not assume that it is true. 1 John 4 verse 1 tells us to test the spirits to see whether they are from God and warns us that many false prophets have gone out into the world. We have to be constantly on our guard and train ourselves in the truth 
so that we can practice discernment concerning the things we take to heart. If something is not clear, demand your teachers make it clear to you. So much false teaching ultimately does not make sense, but each of us has to work through what we are being asked to believe so that we are not deceived by fine-sounding but ultimately false arguments. This is very serious business and deserves our complete attention. We are surrounded by wayward sheep bleeding the most foolish nonsense and mindlessly causing others to follow and suffer and ultimately die unless the shepherd steps in and carries them back to the fold. Remember the context of Isaiah chapter 53 and the price the shepherd had to pay in order to rescue his sheep who wandered off for no good reason. God's chosen servant had to suffer. God laid on him the iniquities of us all so that we could have peace. So why would we throw that all away? Each of us has to stop and think about what we're doing and then take our place at Jesus' feet and sit down and learn from him and respect the fact that he paid the price for our sins. Then we can say with confidence, even though we are sheep, we will ultimately be victorious over the troubles of this life. We are all familiar with the sentiments David expressed in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that verse, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Here I am beset by evil. My enemies have overtaken and surrounded me. Could this be the end? And Jesus walks in and says, You look kind of hungry. Here, pull up a seat and let me fix you your favorite meal. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And why can I say this? Why could David say this? Look at the first verse of the psalm because the Lord is my shepherd. I know I'm a sheep. 
I know I'm going to wander from the fold for no good reason and do so much harm to myself and anyone my life touches. Who can rescue me from this body of death? Jesus, the good shepherd, will come, find me, lay me on his shoulders rejoicing, and carry me back to green pastures. I find it very comforting that I am not running the show. The older I get, the more I realize what a foul piece of work I can be sometimes. For our last thought, let's take a look at the Sermon on the Mount towards the end of that sermon, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 6. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged, and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Now skip down to verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. This last sheep reference for today is a contrast. Sheep are not predatory animals and are quite defenseless against a predator like a wolf, not to mention a ravenous wolf. And so Jesus warns the crowd there on the mount of the hazards of religion. He paints a picture of religious hypocrisy as wolves in sheep's clothing. This sort of figure is often employed in scripture. The Apostle Paul warned the Ephesian elders. In his final message to them, he says, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease, night or day, to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. That's Acts chapter 20, verses 28 through 32. Notice he doesn't say this might happen. He says fierce wolves will come in, not sparing the flock. So don't be like the person who goes out into a snowstorm in his underwear or into a battlefield in his pajamas. We have all been warned. <laughs>
the call is coming from inside the church. But that also means that we have to beware that you and I don't become the wolves in sheep's clothing, the hypocrites. And one way to do that is to heed the advice that Jesus gives from the verse I read from the beginning of Matthew chapter 7. Let's all be careful how we judge and make sure we get all these logs out of our own eyes before we set out to fix anybody else. And this gets me back to the major log that I discussed earlier, believing in traditions from men and laying on the church the burden of shouldering these pointless religious practices. If Jesus is our shepherd, we are following him. We are hearing his voice and paying no mind to the wolves in sheep's clothing that are attempting to lure us away from the fold and draw us after them and destruction. We have met the enemy and he is us, so let us take this to heart and return to the Good Shepherd. Let's listen for his voice, for he is not far, and he will carry us on his shoulders back to green pastures. If you need any help actually accomplishing any of this, or if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email me at james at believeandfollow.org. Till next time, goodbye and God bless. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be Fine gold.